Bandwidth for this podcast is brought to you by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This week on the show, a special interview with LiveBook's Chief Marketing Officer, John Philpin. We discuss how his traditionally Flash-centric company is dealing with the recent Adobe Apple controversy. All that and more in episode number 151 of This Week in Photography. John, welcome back to This Week in Photography. Thanks for having me back, Frederick. Okay, so um, we we talked before the last time you were on. We were we were sort of talking about Flash and Live Books, and is is a company that sort of that was founded on delivering premium web gallery experiences for photographers. So before we before we jump into the discussion on HTML5 versus Flash, can you just for the folks that may not be familiar with Live Books, just give me like a you know, a quick synopsis of what the company does. Sure, yeah. We're, we're a company that um, essentially does uh, websites on demand for the creative professional, which includes photographers um, and designers and architects and so on. Uh, the idea is that you present your images, your graphical work in a very controlled way so that your experience for your customers is second to none. So our mission really is to ensure that your work shines. Okay, wonderful. Okay, and I, I noticed absent from that from that description was any mention of the platform that you use to deliver that content, which is what I wanted to talk about. So, okay, so let's jump into it. So the the crux of the issue right now that I brought up on a previous episode of this week in photography was that photographers are now more so than ever faced with the dilemma of how do I make sure the widest audience. Of, of viewers or potential viewers have access to view my work. Um, for example, if you're on an iPad and you visit a site that is flash laden, um, they won't see anything at all, which is kind of substandard if you've labored over the pixels that you want them to see. So um, how, just from the top, what's, what's your philosophy or your perspective on just these, these competing platforms like HTML5 versus Flash? What should photographers care about? I believe they shouldn't care about any of them. <clears throat> I think they should care about their work and how they actually get their work to shine and attract attention from the customers uh, so they can grow their business. Um, you know, there is lots of debate about Flash and HTML5 and all kinds of other standards. Um, I personally believe that every second a photographer is thinking about the coding strata that sits underneath HTML5 or video codecs is a second too long because they're not focusing on their work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the, it's that's I, I share that opinion. You know, it's it's uh, the engine doesn't matter; it's the destination. To where you're, you're exactly. Trying. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, going back to us, as you well know, we're, we're, we we send our sites, uh, deliver our sites, should I say, through Flash, um, and that has been a, a good um, engine for us to ensure a, a, a guarantee of how that site is going to look, regardless of browser, regardless of operating system, regardless of chip, regardless of whether you're a Mac or a PC, we know that when you deliver through Flash, you'll get a consistent experience, which we believe is tremendously important in, in the sort of uh, creative world. Yeah, yeah, consistent if they can see it, though. So if but so, what happens to that, that user or that the potential viewer or client if they they're on an iPad or or an iPhone, so 
what what are the alternatives? I mean, I know there's there's different plugins out there for different say WordPress. I know there's a plugin out there that allows it to um, degrade nicely into something else. You know, if there's if depending on the the user agent, um, switching it back to live books in particular. How do you guys deal with that? Because I know a lot of the, the majority of your sites out there right now are flash based. How how do you deal with the the folks that are viewing or wanting to view that content on an, say an iPad? Every single one of our sites that we put out there are actually flash based. It's not just the majority, and and we've done it by about uh, four weeks ago. Started the rollout of. Um, some automatic software that every one of our customers now will detect if an iPhone or iPad is arriving at their site. And if it is, they're redirected to an iPhone slash iPad compatible website uh, that you can set up in the edit suite of Livebooks. So essentially, we're we're saying um, that the the iPad iPhone is important enough for us to put energy into and think about that we are going to allow people to see the site. So you're obviously not going to see the flash site, but you will see the iPhone, iPad experience. So things like swipe, auto-rotate, the kinds of things that you expect to see on the iPhone experience, that experience is now delivered through Livebooks as part of the subscription model that we deliver to all of our customers. So that's how we're handling it. That's really interesting. So... Okay, so so if if I if I have a, a live book site set up and I hit it with an iPad, it's going to redirect to an iPad specific version, and I'll get the optimal experience. Um, right. And the same for iPhone. Is there is there a different? Same for iPhone. Okay, so it, it's a completely different experience. So you're not you're not scaling down an iPad experience for an iPhone. Is it specific to the iPhone? Oh, at the moment, um, yeah. Sorry, yes, it is. Uh, there is one slight thing that's different. With, with the, the home page is the same size, but essentially, when you look at uh, uh, if you look at a, a, a LiveBook site on an iPad, the images are the iPad size. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it on an iPhone, they're iPhone size. So we're scaling the images up and down depending upon the size of the device. Oh, now that's great. That's great. So that 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 sounds like it means if depending on what other other devices show up later, you can you can add the 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 capacity to scale up and down to those new devices. Say Apple comes out with a larger iPad later. You could, you know. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's <laughs> the 60-inch iPad. <laughs> you never know. So, <laughs> you never um, know. The isolator, whatever, you know. Exactly. Um, it, yes. Um, now, having said that, of course, um, to, we're actually, I, I believe the technology world is moving back to the Wild West that we were in a few years ago. Um, what, what Flash did rather well was remove all the vagaries of the different competing uh, vendors and said, here is one way that you can code to that will <clears throat> ensure you have consistent experience. We now have um, Apple. Uh, we have Android. We have um, different browsers like you know, Opera creeping in. You've now got Opera on the iPhone, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you've got <clears throat> this, this war going on of what's right and what's wrong, which is causing complications for anybody in the tech industry because now you find yourself with separate code streams. So it's incumbent on any company like ourselves to sort of say, well, how many people are really using this device and, and really hitting it? And, and our belief is that uh, certainly when we look at our user base and our customers, the Apple devices are absolutely at, at a high level of usage in terms of looking at creative work. Um, if that same thing starts happening with the Android, you have to think about that as well. But so far, we're not seeing that. Yeah, it, it just—it sounds like a 
it's concerning for for the photographer who just wants his work to be seen. And I know, you know, this me maybe it's because I'm I'm a geek and I'm sitting in Silicon Valley. But there's all this news that comes out all the time. You know, there's Google and they're coming out with Google TV. Um, there's of course Apple TV that's been out for a while. There's the iPhone, the iPhone, the iPad. There's the Android devices and. Microsoft is rumored to have something coming out. Amazon, all these different screens that people could potentially look at my work on. Um, how do I, you know, just abstracting live books out of that, you know, how does a photographer deal with that? I mean, do you, do you just continue to like, do you put your head down and say, okay, it'll just work itself out. I'm just going to concentrate on making great images and let things work themselves out. Or do you stay on top of it and like, okay, now Google TV is out here and I need to make sure my images are, you know, sized in 16 by nine for HD televisions. You know, how do you, how do you do that? Um, again, I would, I would argue that, um, if you are a photographer and a good photographer and making money from taking photographs and selling either your services or your product, you should keep focused on that. That, that That's your job. And ensure that whatever devices, whatever platform you're using um, to show your work through through the Internet or through the television circuits, that um, the companies that you're using are doing that thinking for you. In other words, out, outsource your technology thinking. Um, it's hard enough if you're in the technology game to keep up to date with what's going on and understand all the ramifications, much less to do it as a part-time. And if you are doing it as a part-time, you're not focused on your core business. Um, so so what, what Lightbooks um, does is, is think through all of that and, and ensures that our customers and in turn their customers always have a consistent and solid experience regardless of the device that they come in on that that's the important thing and and will hide the if you like the black box what the technology is i mean it's obvious with the technology that we're using but um we'll do it in a consistent way so that uh, our customers are protected and that they can focus on what they're good at we're good at technology we're good at developing sites with de- that are designed beautifully to show off creatives' work. Le- you know, leave that to us, and you focus on building that creative portfolio, uh, that creative work onto the websites. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's this that's the salient point. You know, I think I think the the, the challenge, part of the challenge that that you might have from the from a live live books perspective is people that are familiar with live books think flash intrinsically like okay they make flash websites which you do right but but now i think it it looks like what you're saying if if i'm hearing you correctly is you guys are going up a level from that and saying that here's live books at the top here and flash is one of the ways that we will deliver your website but we'll also detect the correct thing to deliver and if it's html5 if it's whatever we'll deliver the right thing and you're just don't worry about it let live books handle it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well exactly because um i mean everybody you know jumps on the bandwagon and says html5 the future of the future of the world and i don't know it might be we, we've got no clue in all honesty uh, right now we do know that html5 is not an agreed standard and so even when you sort of come to the mighty giants of people like youtube who are demonstrating HTML5 video uh, on their site in beta, not in production. You know, up until three weeks ago, when I was using HTML5 watching YouTube on my Safari browser, I had problems, and they fixed that about three weeks ago. But it, 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 the different experiences you get on HTML5 browser by browser is very, very different. I, I would argue that 
Um, if you're not going to use Flash, then how are you going to deliver a consistent, engaging experience to your customers across all, you know, all browsers, all platforms? You know, everybody sort of, sort of talks about poor old IE6 and Microsoft, and I noticed yesterday Google Reader, for example, has just de-supported um, IE6. Mm-hmm. Um, IE6 is still out there, still being used. So, yes, it forces people to upgrade, but... You know, do you want to put? Do you want to assume that your customers will be upgrading to keep up with you, or do you want to make sure that you can deliver your product to anybody and not force them to do things that they don't want to? You want to make it easy for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you know. It's the, the it's, it's funny. You can look at it from different perspectives. You can look at it from you know, or for me, to I can look at it from the perspective of you know, say I'm an Apple fanboy and like, oh, okay, of course, everything Apple, 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 right? Um, but I also love Adobe, you know, and you look at the Adobe and Flash and all the great things they're doing with the creative tools and all that. Um, and I also use Google. So, <laughs> yep. you know, I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways as a user, you know, notwithstanding my, my relationships with those companies, but, you know, as a user, um, I feel like um, like a kid with three parents that are, that are uh, arguing. <laughs> You know, and I'm just stuck in my bedroom. I'm like, I just want to get dinner here. And the kids, <laughs> the parents, the parents are at, going at it downstairs and arguing and you know throwing chairs and all this stuff. And I'm caught in the middle of it. And that's kind of yeah. what it feels like with these with these giant. You know, it kind of feels like you're you're one of the uh, you're a building uh, in Tokyo, and Godzilla, Rodan, and King Kong are fighting. You know, <laughs> you're yeah. just like, please don't step on my building. I just want to get my work done. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely right. And, and, and we, as, as uh, Lightworks, have to sort of keep in the middle of all of that. Um, we, we, we love Apple, we love Adobe, uh, and we love Google. You know, it, it, what we're trying to do is, is make sure our customers are the, are the ones that don't suffer by, by these raging wars. Remember, you know, five years ago was when the Color iPod came out that you mm-hmm. could show photographs out on Apple. And it was like the first step in sort of the whether, you know, probably eight years ago when Apple was written off and was never going to see the light of day. And now they've got a market cap just shy of Microsoft's. Yeah. I mean, they've become a giant very quickly um, to the point where, you know, sort of um, Eric Schmidt used to be on the board, now isn't on the board. Um, you know, they've moved into each other's spaces, although, although Steve, I think, is arguing that Google moved into his, not the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> but, but all that aside, um, you know, we have to sort of, it, it's kind of like if you go back 100 and some years to when the car industry started, this, this tech industry is a very new industry. We, we assume it's been around for a, a long, long time, but the internet um, is, is quite old, um, but, but the web isn't. You know, the web was you know, sort of developed in CERN, um, came out with its first browser, what, 92, something like that? Yeah, Mozilla, right? And in that time, you know, we've got to where we are today. So there are going to be all kinds of technologies that get de- developed and delivered and then thrown away and restarted, and, and we're in the wild west of, uh, of that technology. And it's... Uh, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Um, it's tough to keep up with. And therefore, going back to my old adage, focus on what you do and what you do well to sort of be your differentiator and don't try and keep up with um, things that are really tough to understand. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like when you're, you're you know, somewhere in the, in the flat states and there's like uh, a tornado you can see it you know it's like yeah it's great to be far away from that but you don't want to be really close to that because you're, you know the same thing with these technologies you know looking at them from far away um and all the turmoil that's going on 
between the companies is great, but stay, stay, keep your distance and get your work done. Um, and, and concentrate on be, being a better photographer. So that said, John, what, what about, you know, not, not to take this down too technical of a route, but w- between these companies, you know, for, You've got Google. Let's just put. Let's just narrow it down to these to three companies or four. Let's say four companies. You've got um, um, Apple. You've got Adobe. You've got Google. And let's just throw Amazon in there just for, <laughs> just for the fun of it. Um, of these four companies that are delivering content, um, who define, in your opinion, define winning? What is what is what is the end goal? Who's going to win? You know, if we can fast forward a little bit. What is what does winning look like? Um, I'm I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not on the board of any of those companies. And by the way, the fact you didn't include Microsoft is very telling. Yeah, I didn't. Well, are they even playing in this game anymore? I don't know. Maybe they'll come out with some sort of magical technology. But you know, the last thing I saw from them was that that sort of clamshell tablet design thing, and then they folded that. So I don't. Uh, yeah, who knows? So. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know um, what, what, you know, if, if somebody had said um, to us, as I say, going back, just picking on Apple for a minute, going five years ago, that they would be, you know, have turned the music industry upside down in the next five years, and they'd be the largest music retailer in the US, and that they would be the largest US manufacturer of phones, um, and that they'd have a market cap just shy of Microsoft, just those three things in the next five years, if you look back five years ago, you know, I don't think I'm qualified to sort of say what their end goals are. You know, yeah, total yeah. world domination, who knows? Um, the, the fact is, though, they're all, all trying to make a living. We all know that Google's big business is, is search. Um, no matter what anybody says, that's what they're about. Mm-hmm. And, and they are heading that direction. And we as consumers are getting very caught up with sort of these devices, um, these small devices. Isn't it interesting that sort of, if you go back only, I don't know, a year ago, six months ago even, the, the importance was you had to have giant, giant images on your website so that people could see the full love of your image um, on a sort of 60-inch screen. And we also, by the way, have to deliver it on a 2-inch screen. Yeah. Um, so so we, we as consumers kind of jump on bandwagons to a certain extent. I have no idea whether, you know, sort of Adobe's Flash product is a great product or a bad product. It serves us very well. Um, are they going to ever get it onto the iPhone platform? Um, everything I've read says that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if Android takes over and beats iPhone into a pulp, they are uh, looking to launch Flash on that. Um, you know, who knows? I, I just don't know. And, and therefore, the point is to be agile and flexible around that so that you can move with the changes. Mm-hmm. You know, going, going back to the HTML5 argument, the day that I start seeing large corporations running their entire site on HTML5, I, 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 basically, therefore, they're saying it's ready for production and mission-critical systems will be the day that people can safely move to HTML5. You know, YouTube delivering a video, Vimeo delivering a video on HTML5, isn't, in all honesty, mission critical. The fact you can't see a video on an iPad isn't mission critical. Mm-hmm. The fact you can't see a website, your core business's website on a device, that's mission critical. And so, yes, you can build something on HTML5 that runs on the iPad and iPhone, but what about all the other browsers out there? Yeah, This is what we're wrestling with, and that's what, that's what we as a company have to do. And, and our, our need is to be agile enough 
to be able to adopt. You know, we're not sitting back and just assuming it's all going to shake out. We're watching very closely and, and reading all the information that's coming out from the standards bodies about when things are going to be ready. Uh, we've got developments behind the scenes about which way we can switch. We're wondering. We're, we're uh, watching very carefully things like uh, adoption of Android. Will Android come out with a slate version, an iPad killer, whatever it is that they're going to call it? But you have to uh, accommodate the possibilities, and you start doing what if scenarios. You know, you have analytics. That's one of the useful things that tells you that you know how how fast people are adopting these products. How when you look at the analytics on your website, how many Androids are hitting it. You can tell using Google Analytics, yeah. and if none's hitting it, why would you spend your time thinking about it? That, that's, that's what you have to do. It's, it's agility, and, and that's the key, and that's what all these companies are very good at uh, in terms of looking at the, the landscape before them and reacting accordingly. If we all felt that um, the wrong decision was, putting, uh, was not for Steve Jobs not to put uh, Flash onto his iPhone and iPad, then why are we buying them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, 300,000 people in the first weekend, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Okay, so, so okay, here, here's a, the, just to, to round this one off, um, so the, I, we sort of hypothesize about, you know, kind of where things might, where, where wh- what photographers should be doing now, and that's, you know, just pay attention, pay, paying more attention to their art than they are the technology behind delivering the images. Um, from a John Philpin's perspective... Where uh, where would you like to see things go? You know, where where instead of like instead of like guessing where things might go in an ideal world, sitting where you sit right now, what what do you think things should shake out to be? What would you like the end game to be in terms of um, photographers or creatives in general viewing their or having people view their work? Oh, you know, something shy of world peace. <laughs> Yeah, something shy of world peace, but, you know, higher than, you know, it works in Flash. Well, I mean, you know, so again, some other analogies for you. So um, if you leave America and, and travel, you will find that um, you need to buy things called a sort of uh, electrical adapter plug. Yeah. Because around the world, we still, after, what, 130 years of electricity, haven't agreed on what kind of plug we need to put onto the end of our device to plug into a wall. That's 130 years for something as simple as a utility like electricity. So we have this extra box to come around. And even if we did agree on that, we still can't agree on the voltages that we should run through buildings. So if I'm running a motor in the UK and move to the States, it's not going to work, etc. So I'm much as I'd like everybody to sit down and play nice and sort of say, yep, that's that's what we're going to do. It's all going to be working the same way. The fact is that innovation is not about that. It's about doing what you think is best. And bit by bit, de facto standards start coming in. Um, Everybody talks about the fact that sort of um, Adobe has got a de facto standard with Flash. Um, there is argument about whether it's open source or not. Um, don't particularly want to get into that. Yeah. The, the, the fact is that um, we will keep on in, uh, innovating and developing technology that allows us to maximize our, our use of the tools that we have in our hands. You know, what's, what's my ideal my ideal is that we keep on doing that. I, I, I don't particularly want to normalize and, and make things wonderful because by that time it means you said, okay, that's it. We've, we've got our electricity. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like the fact that electricity is just electricity. 
I'd like us to innovate beyond that. And the same thing goes with, with our, um, with, if you like, our internet services. We're moving things up into the cloud. Um, what's going to be the best way to pull that stuff through? Um, people are going to be on the road with their sort of, you know, one-inch square devices. We're going to move into audio sensory devices. Uh, we're going to have images projected on holograms through spectacles. There's all kinds of things out there that are being worked on in labs right now that will hit us, will become part of what we do. Um, you know, we all, I, I about to say we all saw Avatar. We didn't because I've missed it. Um, but, you know, so what's, how long is it going to be before 3D comes in play? What's 3D photography going to look like? What are the cameras? How are you going to play that on a website? How are we going to render 3D images through a web browser, etc.? I'm not aware of any standards around that today, but it's all going to be happening. So, again, it's back to agility and the ability of any company to have an edge above the next one uh, and, and keep on top of it. And I say it's a full-time job. There are, there are people that sort of spend their lives living in sort of, you know, specking, specking standards. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's mind blowing, you know, <laughs> it's mind blowing so much so that it's like, well, maybe, maybe sticking your head in the sand and just, you know, concentrating on your photography right now is the right thing to do for the, for the TWIP audience. And not- sorry, sorry, say it again, Frederick. No, I was saying, I was saying it's, it's uh, probably the right thing to do for the photographers to not get mired in the technology or get, get too deep into that right now and just concentrate on their work. You know, like you were saying in the beginning, it's Absolutely. about the photography. It's not about the, it's not about the delivery mechanism. Absolutely. It's keeping your customer happy. They're coming to you not because you know HTML5. They're coming to you because you do great pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So before I let you go, can you give me, give, me, uh, give me a rundown on what's new with Livebooks? You, you, you gave me the 30-second. The, the you know, I know you guys are delivering to different content um, display mechanisms like iTunes or like the iPad and the iPhone. But uh, what's the 30-second what's, what's new with, I, with Livebooks? Well, we've... Um, uh, as, as, as iPad and iPhone obviously access is, is one thing and again the beauty of that by the way is that that's nothing to do with sort of um, uh, it, it, it was hard for us to do it but because it was hard for us to do it we made it simple for our customers so you know, basically once, once we got it worked out and enabled it it simply meant that every one of our customers buried in the middle of their edit suite had the ability to get into their iPhone access and, and switch it on so, so the beauty of that is that it just rolled automatically into all our customer base. And built into that same release, we also um, enabled um, uh, Im- Im- image information tagging, which allows now um, our customers on their websites to tag images with uh, links and URLs that will take you off to directories and where you hold your stock photographs or if you want to put them into shopping carts. So that integration now is a whole lot easier than ever it was before. So those are the two big things that we released recently. We're now working on our next release, um, which will be coming shortly. And uh, I can't tell you too much about that, but it's coming down the pike very quickly. Um, So lots of development going on as we move forward with sort of servicing all these different um, creative professionals, if you will, uh, with uh, the various services that they need to do their business better. Um, we've got, uh, we're building out um, partnership programs, uh, which people are beginning to see um, a lot more about now, which kind of extends and enhances our product with, um, 
with extensions with third parties. Mm-hmm. So again, it can't just anymore just be about sort of seeing the images, which is what we're obviously very good at, but it's about booking your time, you know, so integration with other companies to book your time, which has always been around, but we're making much more of a deal of it. And once you've taken your images, being able to monetize those images, hence the integration to third parties. The other big change that we, but other big um, mod that we've introduced is what we're calling companion blogs. We did a survey recently, which we'll be uh, announcing on our site soon, around uh, what's the biggest stumbling block to getting blogs up on, up on, the, uh, on your sites. Mm-hmm. And um, apart from the fact that a lot of people struggle with, okay, I've got my blog now, what am I going to write, which is a whole different topic, most of our customers are really interested in the integration of the blog in terms of look and feel. In other words, how do they continue their brand from their website across the blog? It's tough. You know, yes, things like WordPress are very flexible, but how do you actually shape that? We've now announced companion blogs. So for six bucks a month, you can get a WordPress blog from Livebooks that matches the style of your of your website, um, and it just is made available to you, and it works seamlessly. Uh, we're finding big take up on that since we announced that particular um, particular story. So bit by bit, we're sort of filling in the gaps of helping our customers think about this this new world, this sort of world of social media. So they want to be able to publish their blogs. They want to sort of get things out into Facebook and Twitter. So we're building those links in. We want to sort of you know put as many tools into our customers' hands as they can to reach out as many peop- to as many people as they can so they can monetize those visitors. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's uh that's that's great. The 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 WordPress integration is huge. I think cuz WordPress is the leading content management system I think out there uh at least has has mind share at the very least and integrating with them is is them especially being an open source sort of company is a uh is a no-brainer. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we're very happy with that. And uh, maybe we'll have a full talk about that one day as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to come on the show live. We have to get you on This Week in Photography as a, to have the other host sort of grill you. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that will happen. I'll have to come, come grab you and bring you up to Petaluma one day. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think we'll leave it at that. Um, so where where would you like to direct folks if they want to learn about the WordPress integration or the uh, iPad, iPhone stuff that you guys are working on, etc.? Uh, livebooks.com, as always, and, and uh, you'll see certain changes in there. We've made it a lot easier to sort of select our sites these days. Um, so um, we've actually made it very clear about um, the different uh, designs that we have. Um, pages about the blog are going up very shortly. We've been running that through a, a quiet beta until recently. Um, our whole home pages um, are being revamped at the moment. So livebooks.com is the home. Go there and, um, and follow your nose to, um, to enjoy all the delights that await. Excellent. Well, John, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for taking the time to, uh, to chat with me today. It's been uh, educational as usual. Frederick, thank you very much for your time. Great to talk again. You're quite welcome. Oh, 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 oh,